Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hey everyone, Todd here, and it is 2021. Welcome. At the front, and with someone I'd love to have back on the show for a longie, I have a shorty chatting with Kitchener Waterloo's Johnny Manzilla about the wild array of functionality with Johnny Studios, how they survived and thrived through the pandemic so far. I hate to use that word, but we're not out of the woods yet with that. At any rate, Johnny, J-O-N-Y Studios in KW, Ontario is what? And to break that down with me is Johnny himself. Dig it. Before we get into talking about the studio, because you're a hometown boy, and I'm getting homesick a lot more lately, uh, meeting a fellow Kitchener resident, and I'm missing it, and I have to ask, how's lockdown been for you? It's been good, like, especially now that it's getting a lot colder, it's better to just kind of stay cozy, you know, have coffee, hot tea, and just kind of curl up, work on music. It's actually been quite okay. I'm getting fairly used to it, Um, and again, Lockdown was for quite a bit of time, but now, even though we're still in the red zone, like the malls are still open, so you can still go to the malls, you can still go to Costco, you can still go to the grocery store. So right now, it's feeling a little bit more back to normal, even though you still can't like have large group of people and things like that, right? Right, like there's enough elements of normalcy that it's content, contentedly? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about, me not knowing how to say words. I'm very happy to be chatting with you. You know, emails, reading the website, it's cool, but like there's nothing like actually interacting, right? Are people still able to work Mm -hmm. with the studio, like in the studio, or how do you incorporate what you have to do now uh, as opposed to what you were doing before? It it happened in waves. Uh, What I'll tell you for sure is when COVID first hit, um, I felt like the fear was way higher because like the news was pushing it so much. That when the first notices of COVID started happening, the studio did notice a huge drop. So like less people were wanting to come in and obviously there was more restrictions. And then eventually we got into full lockdown where we couldn't even have people in for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. What this did though, which I found was really cool, is it forced us to innovate. I do podcast production like for clients as well. And I had one company that was coming into the studio to record since this all happened, they were like, you know what, let's try taking this remote. And they ended up liking it remote even better because now they can invite guests from all around the world and I can still take the audio files, mix and master it, reduce any sibilance and just make it sound very professional, but they don't have to step foot in the studio. Same thing with audiobooks. So now we're expanding to entrepreneurs that have their own books. They can literally record in the comfort of their own home and we can remove the reverb, add the compression, add all the effects and everything to give them a fully fledged book they can upload to Audible with all the proper formatting. So what I would say is this pandemic actually helped us uh, pivot to a whole new market. So now, for example, for our lead generation, we'll go through LinkedIn and we can target best-selling authors, um, entrepreneurs, in the US as before, it was only local, right? right? So it's kind of expanded our audience in that sense. Yeah. And same thing with mixing and mastering because our main thing was in the music side of things, but we can get bands that have their own recording studio that maybe they don't know much about like the actual effects and processes to make their songs sound amazing. 
they can send us all the raw files right. and we can do everything from here within the studio, right? It's a very true thing that like, yeah, like lockdown inhibited the literal interaction of being in the same room, but like people have more time, people who might not have had time to be creative and weren't pursuing stuff. People are just doing more stuff. And well, why don't I just repeat what you said? Isn't that true though? Like people are doing more creative things that would require yeah. collaboration and people who, who can take it to the next level. And something that you just said hit on what I've been feeling with this podcast, like you and I are not only K-Town boys with a Z, but I, I know I noticed that you also share a love and appreciation for and have actually been to California. Yes, I love California. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you end up out there? It was funny. When I first started the studio, um, like before that, I was into into marketing and, and I still am. That's why we even offer some marketing services. But I was contracting for this company. And what they would do is sometimes they would fly me out to trade shows. So I would actually have to go to a trade show, whether in San Diego or Los Angeles. And it's usually like in the tech field because it was for a software company. And I would go there and talk about what we do, how we can help. But what was great is usually the trade show was like a full work day. And then around 4 p.m., you could actually go out and explore I made sure one of those trips to actually take the weekend or like the like a few days before coming back so I could actually explore the city. So that's how I was able to kind of know about that. And it was funny, I would always mix business with my music. So I Smart. remember even one time I'd bring my guitar and then I started playing at some coffee houses and some open mic nights. And it just felt amazing because it was like, you know, my dream was always like California performing in California. So being being able to do that was like really, really exciting for me at that time. Oh, that's excellent. It's a place where people who love being creative gravitate towards, right? I'm doing this out of order, but I want to say thank you for your interest in being on the podcast. It's always appreciated when people know about it that I haven't met yet, which is rare. Congratulations on all your successes. You recently uh, revoted record KW... <sighs> Can you just tell me and, and, and excuse my shitty hosting? Oh, no worries. It's the Reader's Choice Award 2020 for number one recording studio. Excellent. How did that feel? Uh, it felt really good because like, I didn't even know we were nominated. I got the email saying, oh, like you're nominated. I was like, oh, that's great. And then I was like, okay, but you have to do voting. And there's a lot of things that come into play for it. And then before you knew it, I had an email saying, oh, you made it to the top 10. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't really think anything of it. I got one final email a few months later. It's like, oh, you made it to the top three. Call this number to see like what positioning and next steps. So I called the number and they're like, oh, you're Johnny Studios, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, you're number one. And then I was like, all right, that's sweet. So we had a little bit of like a celebration just with a few of the interns. And we went to um, a Korean food place here in Uptown Waterloo called Minrova, Owl of Minrova. It was really delicious and it, it was just awesome, you know? So we don't do this for the recognition and have never had, but it's just kind of a really nice vote of confidence to the value we're adding in the community and within the audio space. Mm-hmm. Well, let me very unprofessionally jumble something that should have gone at the beginning. Like you're an artist, you're a singer songwriter, but also there's Johnny Studios. We can get into like the how and why of it after, but for the listener, uh, what other services of the studio because I know there's quite a lot you offer. That is a great question. So we do audio recording, mixing and mastering. So essentially anything that needs to be recorded, whether it's music, 
spoken word or voiceovers, we can record that audio and we can mix it and master it to make it sound great and really professional. Uh, we also offer music production where we can help you build a song from scratch or create any type of beat, whether for pop or hip hop or any musical genre. And then we also have video production where we can do music videos, commercial videos, corporate videos, and everything in between. Also our audiobook and podcasts, which fall under audio production, right? right? And then on the back end too, we also have marketing services. So we have actually done websites for clients as well. So we can help with their branding, create really professional websites. Again, I have a marketing background too, so I can help with any visual elements. Again, we've made it our mission to help musicians, authors, and entrepreneurs elevate their brand through audio and video production. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. We help people elevate their brand. Mm -hmm. So based on what you're telling me, there's obviously two to 300 people on the staff, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's not. (laughs) We're actually like a fairly small company. So it's me. And then we have about four other people. Like like how I do it is we rely heavily on internships and co-ops and those type of programs. Because there's amazing, amazing talents and students coming out of like Fanshawe College and these places where they actually focus on music production. So they come get experience at Johnny Studios, especially since there's not as many studios where they can get experience in the area, right? So we're really helpful. And I think it's a nice value add on both ends, right? Because they get to learn the ropes and deal with how to deal with clients and learn how to actually like manage that type of thing. And then we get their extra help, which is really helpful as well. So it's like a nice give and take. I hope you gleamed from the silly way I asked that. Johnny Studios doesn't, no one has to have hundreds of employees. I'm just remarking on the remarkability of it's a smaller number of people providing you know, such a, a vast number of services and at a high quality, it, it's to be commended. Thank you. Yes. Pro- props, pro- <laughs> props on. I think it all comes down to our processes. Obviously, the studio just started out just as me. And the way I actually got into it, I was a musician. I still am a musician, but I wanted to record my own music. When I first started out, I was like 13, yes. 14. And then I started calling and I couldn't afford anything. So I was, I was literally just like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this myself. For for my birthday, I think it was my 15th birthday, my parents got me like an audio interface so I could actually like connect a microphone to my computer and start recording, which was to me like the coolest thing. And then that's when it all happened, right? So I, I just dove in. I was in my bedroom living with my parents and I, that's all I wanted to do. I recorded my friends. I recorded myself. Before you knew it, when I started uploading stuff, there came a pivotal moment after a few years where people were like, where did you record this? Or like, oh, did you mix and master this? And when I would tell them, yeah, it was all me, then people actually started saying like, oh, like I'll pay you to do mine. And then I was like, you know what? I might be able to turn this into a business. So that's when I actually decided to take the plunge, like once I was way more proficient at it. But it all happened so naturally. I was like, all right, I'm going to rent out a studio space. And then bit by bit, I started building. But it was a very, very tough journey and still is, you know, because I was, I remember I committed to like this building in downtown Kitchener. Like this, it was just like a, like a pretty big room to have my studio. And I, I realized, okay, now that I did this, clients aren't always consistent, right? So you might get one really nice project, but then it might be a long time till they come back. So I was like all right, I'm already paying for rent. I had some saved up, thankfully, but like it's slowly going down the drain and I need to get more clients. 
the funny story is I actually started Ubering on the side when I had my first studio space. That allowed me to break even. And then anytime I had a session, I could easily just turn off the app and go do the session. And I stayed like that for a while until I finally started cracking the code on how to run a business, right? right. <laughs> so it was a lot of trial and error. Like you didn't just make a good product and people came and then you'd be like, I'll start a business. Like you actually researched everything from recording and everything that you do with Johnny Studios is something that everyone takes seriously enough to be like academically interested in, which just adds a nice layer of legitimacy to everything. So I, I appreciate that. Now being on this end of it, having your own studio, like what's your approach to people who are like young Johnny, who don't know if they can afford it, but they still want to make something great? I think what happens to a lot of people is they get a bit fearful when contacting studios. Because first of all, they don't know how much it's going to be. Sometimes studios can be very vague or they literally take a long time to respond back. So I remember going into it, I wanted to be that exception. Like I've had some clients come to me because they've got tried to go with another studio and they just never got back to them or they would get back to them like a week later. And I'm like, no, like I, like I get back to them as soon as possible, right? Like I make that a priority and that's where it just comes to client care. Um, in terms of pricing, uh, we've gotten to a place, fortunately enough, where we do deal with a lot of other different types of target markets. So like entrepreneurs and businesses. So we have grown professionally in our sense where our rates are a lot more of um, an investment per se. However, we do have artist development programs where depending on your art and craft, we do do like a very significant lowered rate to work with you if we believe in your music, you know? Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm working with an artist right now. She's really awesome and, and we're doing a song for her and like we're not doing it with our, our standard rates. We worked out something within both of us that we thought was filled with value and then we can help her grow in that sense. So there's always options to work with us. Another thing we wanted to do going into even designing the studio is we wanted to make it a very um, engaging and welcoming place. For me, when I'm working with an artist, I'm never trying to rush them. I'm never trying to be like, let's just get the quickest thing done. No, I'm trying Time to get money. an amazing end product. <laughs> that, it, that is essentially true. But I, I truly believe that if you delight every single client, that's how you build a sustainable business. Because yeah. then people will talk about you and people will refer you. And 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 again, it's just creating about that amazing vibe in the studio. And as me, since I come from the musician background, I have their perspective. So I put myself in their shoes and that's huge, mm -hmm. right? So there could be some engineers where they don't have a music background and they'll just be like very technical about everything. But no, I, I can talk in the musician language as well, but I can also be like, you know what? It's all good. Be relaxed. Yeah. So just having that extra empathy. I've heard comments that it's like, wow, this was such a smooth experience. And it's almost, it felt like we're like family members. And that's what I try to go for. I mean, I, I love philanthropy in practice of, of how you do it. Like what rate are you being sought after now? Things, things have moved in a different way. Like, are you able to keep up with the amount of, does it all feel manageable or are there lists of things to, to get back to people to get back to? It comes in waves, like right. I said, and that's what, that's what I love about it too. The, the constant change, like there'll be weeks where it's, it's very slow. Um, and we'll be doing like a few podcast episodes and that, and there'll be other weeks where, There'll be a lot of people wanting to record and work on their projects. And then we have to juggle a few things around. And it's not only that too, right? There's always something to get done. 
for example, like I will be launching a course soon. So we're going to head like the educational route as well. We've had gotten quite a few requests of people that want to get taught right. how to start their own recording studio or record their own music. And again, I don't, I don't teach anymore, so I don't really offer that. But I thought, you know what, this would be really valuable if I could create a course where I break down literally step by step every single thing I went through, things that can save people a lot of time and a lot of money, um, how to run a studio business, um, how to deal with clients, how to actually get clients, a bunch of different things. And I want to make it really in-depth so then it can become almost like a Johnny Studios digital product that will add a lot of value. So where they can buy it once and they can be a part of the community and they can keep learning and we'll keep adding videos to it. So we'll focus on that. We also focus on our own marketing and even being on this podcast is, is, is an honor and it's awesome. So anywhere to be able to tell kind of about what we do, we're always focused on that as well too. I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything that you're doing with the studio. And it's been wonderful chatting with you. Again, I'm, I'm homesick. And you've been a really nice guy. Like, we're just meeting today. I, I want everyone to feel like we've been best friends for years. But I'm awkward. I mean, we're just meeting today. But I, I like you, man. I feel like even though we're just doing like a... Same here, same here. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll have drinking coffee right now. We'll have coffee in person in public. Shake hands and all that. But speaking of the studio and Johnny, the singer-songwriter... At this moment in time, what what's the relationship of the two? And to be more specific, do you still feel like you have enough time to do what you do as a singer-songwriter, evolving both your writing and what you're doing with it? Like, do you feel like you have enough time to devote to everything? And do you feel like as an artist that you're still, you know, growing and all that? It's It's been interesting. This past year has been heavily devoted to the studio and the studio's growth. That being said, the new studio gear I get, the new plugins, everything I do to help my clients sound better in turn is going to help my own music as well when I record new songs. In terms of creating new songs, I always have new ideas, but I have noticed, especially this year, I haven't been devoting as much time to my musician brand. But the funny thing is that it always goes hand in hand. I'll work on new music for myself, but I also do it so I can test out the latest recording techniques that I'm learning. So each song that I release gets better sonically as well. So it actually helps me sell more artists because then they can be like, oh, like what's the song you did recently? And then I can show them one of my songs and they'll be like, oh, that's so cool. Is that you? So then they'll know I'm an artist, but I also produce and mix and master as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I will tell you this though, like last year or even a year before that, it was really heavily towards the the, the music and, and my artist persona. So I was getting the YouTube view videos up and I was um, getting more of a view count and all that stuff has helped my reputation grow in the studio. So I feel like it's, it's both an upward spiral. Right. So whatever I work on benefits the other. And that's how I try to keep it. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's true. And, and that would be a constant. I think naturally things would just ebb and flow. Like you said, there would be like a wave of more focus on the music and then it would go into a wave of more focus on the studio. It's nice to always have your creative hands in multiple pots. If that's a metaphor, I guess. Oh, <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much for your time and thanks for chatting. I look forward to having like a, a more candid deep dive with you, but um, I don't know. I'm being a bad host. I just love what you do and I appreciate this chat. Awesome. Likewise, it was great meeting you, Todd.